Throne of Amber is a production of Simulacra Studios. If you'd like to support the show, please visit our Patreon at www.patreon.com slash simulacrastudios. Also, please give us a five-star review on your podcatcher of choice. Now, let's get back to the story. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Session Zero of Throne of Amber, an actual play, Amber Diceless role-playing campaign. Uh, let's First of all, I want to go ahead and introduce everybody. This is probably one of the only times that uh, we're going to be talking to you out of play. Um, most of uh, the content will be in play. Uh, but I'm Scott Cuban. Uh, I am the game master of this little affair. Um, and uh, I have a lovely little scenario that's kind of a love letter to the Corwin saga of the Chronicles of Amber. Uh, I'm assuming you're assu- uh, there's a base assumption that you're going to be familiar with those books. If you haven't read them and you're listening to them, I'm very confused. Um, but let's go ahead and go. Let's just go in alphabetical order and have everybody introduce themselves uh, in as much detail as they like and tell us just a little bit about their characters. So let's start with Amy. Hi, I'm Amy. I'm going to be playing Valencia, daughter of Gerard. Um, normally I play kind of goofy characters, and this one intends to be the exact opposite. I like it. Uh, Brian. Hi, I'm Brian. I'll be playing, uh, I'll be playing Maximilian de Goff, uh, who is the bastard son of Julian, kind of a fop, relatively new to the vagaries of Amber politics. All right, uh, Kelly. Hi, I'm Kelly. I'm playing uh, Camilla, daughter of Flora, and I'm going to try and be kind of a more aggressive character, so I'll be fun. Uh, Jaeger? Hi, this is Jaeger. Um, been playing Amber since high school. I'm not going to say how long that was. Um, I'm playing Bortichin. He is the son of Benedict and was, I'm sorry, excuse me, son of Osric, but brought to Amber by Benedict, born in the shadow of Ganesh after it was uh, locked away by Oberon, I believe, a while back. All right, and Joey? Um, I'm Joey. I am going to be playing Imogen. She is the daughter of Cain, and she has been away from Amber for a while because uh, she got exiled but has been invited back to court. Okay, and Matthew. Hi, I'm Matthew. Um, I run a podcast called Polyhedron. You've probably heard about it. Uh, as I'm going to be playing Lachlan, a uh, orphan of Deidre who has come and gone out of Amber for quite some time um, and has probably a breadth of connections uh, through the Golden Circle, if you're familiar with what that is. Fantastic. All right, so now that that's out of the way, I just want to go a brief overview of the structure of Session Zero. Uh, We're going to start with, I'm going to go a brief rundown of the system and the meaning of the various attributes, and then we're going to go into the attribute auction, which is Probably one of the most unique things about Amber Diceless role playing. Uh, it is uh, equal parts collaborative and competitive uh, uh, character generation, which is one of the things I love about it. Uh, and after that, we're going to finalize some character ties. Uh, one of the one of the things that I've instituted for this game is that every player amongst themselves is going to have an enemy and a friend. Um, those don't have to be mutual, but I'm pretty sure that's how it's going to shake out. Uh, but we'll see. Uh, and then we're going to talk for a, a brief amount of time, just sort of establishing a collective backstory, like just generally like how long people have been in Amber, uh, what notable things that the other characters would know about each character, uh, and just sort of spacing out a timeline and a uh, a, a relationship network. Um, so we're going to go ahead and just have a briefest of overview about the system. Uh like in the name, Amber is a diceless system. Uh, that means that there are no rolling of any dice uh, because, well, why leave these things to chance? Uh, it's basically based off attribute comparison. There are four main attributes, and through a process that we're about to go through, the characters establish themselves in ranks. Um, and the higher your rank, the more points that you have in a particular attribute. Um, the better. Uh, if if there are those, if you come into conflict 
with another character uh, within the purview of one of those attributes, the higher rank wins. Um, that's generally how it goes. Uh, there is a sort of fifth attribute that I call uh, your, your BSing, or uh, if you're being nice, a narrative positioning attribute, which is something the player possesses. Uh, and that is when you arrange the situation through cleverness and manipulation so that your strengths matter rather than your opponent's strengths. Um, and that is pure role play and negotiation with the GM and other players. Uh, the four attributes uh, that on this and watch this system hangs are strength, uh, which is raw physical power, hand-to-hand uh, -hand combat, and also uh, how much damage you can take before you fall down. Um, then there is psyche, which is the power of your mind, your will, uh, your magical ability. Uh, this particularly comes into play when there is mental contact or mental combat. Uh, or magical combat, or combat with powers. Uh, then there is endurance, uh, which is kind of, it's it's linked to the others. It does not do anything in and of itself, but it's how long you can last. It's how uh, long you can push yourself before falling over. Um, it's sort of what fuels the other attributes, uh, and it determines how fast you heal. Um, finally, there's warfare, which is fighting with weapons and, and armies uh, and tactics. And it's more of your, let's, where Psyche is sort of your, your higher mind, uh, warfare is your, your tactical uh, strategic mind. Um, and when you come into conflict in warfare, basically whenever you have a sword or a gun or anything like that, that's when that stat is important. Um, so the way that the auction is going to work uh, is that, we are going to go in that order that I just mentioned, uh, Strength, uh, Psyche, Endurance, and Warfare, um, because it spells spew, which I find funny. Um, and so for the first round of each of these uh, attributes, uh, each of you are going to submit to me via private message your opening bid. Now, this can be anything you want of the points that you have available, which you have 100 points available. Uh plus or minus any contributions, which we'll go over later. Um, uh, and uh, you can sell down uh, to either chaos or human rank. Uh, chaos means that you're better than 90% of the in beings in infinite shadow, and, amber and human means that you're not. Uh, but that will get you... Uh, 10 and then an additional 15 points respectively you can sell down now or you can just keep your bid at amber rank um, and sell down later if you so desire but the most important thing about uh, the attribute auction is that once you bid something you spend it uh, it doesn't matter if you win or not uh, but you it if you bid those points, you will send them. Um, all right, so what I want you all to do for strength, I would like you to PM me your opening bid. How many points do we get again? Uh, you get 100 points. Uh, basic pattern imprint is free. So don't worry about pattern for, yep. for this. Um, and after we make the the first bid is a silent, is a silent bid, mm -hmm. and then after that everything has to be vocal, correct? Yes, everything after that is going to be vocal, uh, but I'm going to ask that we do this in a very measured way so that I can, uh, uh, so that I can record everything down. Basically, once, when someone bids, I'm going to ask that we pause so that I can write it down and I will let you know when I want the next bid. Okay. So Scott, why is strength the most important? <laughs> uh, we're not going to go into that. You can read the book. <laughs> I had to do it at least once because the, the, the book is very cheeky about these. Uh, there's a uh, very running things. dialogue from all the players and it's very yeah, funny. They... Okay. Uh, so for strength, the, uh, the first rank in strength is going for 15 points. Uh, does anyone have a further bid? 15. Really guys? <laughs> Do I hear 20? Do I hear 25? You hear 20. You hear 20? All right, Amy. Uh, okay, next. 20 is the opening, is, a, is the ranking bid. Does anyone want to go 25? Anyone? Going once. 
going twice, going three times, and sold to Amy for twenty points. Wow, right? that's a that's fantastic. A, Daughter a, of Gerard makes sense. No, it does not. I know why we're sense. best friends. All right, so the next attribute on the list is going to be psyche. Uh, yes, it is the most important attribute. Uh-huh. So I would like everyone to send me a message with your opening bid for psyche. All right, so our opening bid for psyche is at thirty. Uh, who wants to give me thirty-five? Thirty-five, anyone? You're gonna let somebody take it for thirty goddamn points? The milk your brain brain stat. So I want to want to reiterate: um, is it's not the points that matter. It's actually a lot more of the rank, like where you sit in the rankings, that are very important. It, it does and it doesn't. Both the rank and the points do matter, specifically when you're going into NPCs. Yeah, I will be building my own NPCs, and while this this auction basically defines who is the best among this generation. The elders are going to be better than you. Certain NPCs from Chaos or, or elsewhere might be better than you. Uh, but amongst the third generation of, uh, of, the, of the children of Oberon, this determines who's on top. And like uh, but anyway, let's, let's 40. go back. 40? Okay, that's Ooh. what I needed to hear, Amy. You need to announce yourself. Now a question, Scott. Uh-huh. Once these are over, will we be told what the rungs are so that we can bid up after or no? Um, you will not be told what the rungs are. You will be, okay. uh, I, will, I will have a conversation with anyone who wants to bid up, uh, and whatnot. But in general, uh, either if, if, uh, if the person who, who bids first rank did so vocally, then it is known, um, who has that first rank and anything that you hear, you know, right. Uh, because I sort of abstract the auction as this is a couple of centuries of one-upsmanship and uh, and and competition uh, in which you're sort of testing each other out and training and, and building up. Um, which means Amy just bid forty points, so yeah, we know Amy just bid forty points. Which so that so right means... now we know there's a second rank of thirty, but we don't know who it is. That's right. Um, so uh, that's forty. Does anyone wish to go above and beyond that lofty goal? Forty-five. Uh-huh. Oh. Alright, give me one second, please. This is getting spicy. I love it. <laughs> psyche, psyche usually uh, has some some spiciness yeah. to it. Alright, forty-five is locked in for Brian. Uh, anyone want to go higher than that? Forty-five is going to take it. Going once. Going twice. Remember, I have to hear it, so push to talk if you need to. Going three times. Brian with 45 for first rank in Psyche. All right. Next, we're going to do Endurance, your uh, your uh, overall power stat, your fuel stat. So I would like everyone to send me their first opening bid for uh, Endurance. I, actually, I was, on a, I was expecting more smack talking between the uh, and the auction, but that's okay. Well, I, I I I did request some 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 peace of mind, as it were. All right, <laughs> just just not I'm, being. I'm I'm caught in a dilemma here, but I think I'm going to go ahead for the purposes of entertainment. Going to make it uh, known that we in fact have a tie for rank one at thirty points. Okay. So does anyone wish to vault over that gap and uh, seize the prize, as it were? Thirty-one. Thirty-two. Thirty-three. Okay. Get, uh, once again, I ask that once, sorry, sorry. A bid, once a bid is made, Apologies. you give Apologies. me a moment. But I did hear thirty-one from Matthew and thirty-two from Jaeger. Next bid, please. I will go thirty-five. Thirty-five from Matthew. Next bid, please. Currently, Matthew has it at thirty-five. Going once. Going twice. This is your outlast stat. This is your uh, fake it till you make it stat. 36. Oh, 36. Fantastic. All right. Next bid. 38. <laughs> uh, this is this is what I like. Um, all right. So we have 38 for Matthew. Next bid, please. Uh, all right. Uh, going once. 38 for Matthew. Going twice, going three times, and Matthew gets rank one in endurance for 38 points. Thank you. 
All right. Now, finally, we have the the true most important stat, <laughs> uh, which is warfare. The, the stabby, stabby, fighty, fighty, shooty, shooty, thinky, thinky, worry, worry stat. Parry, uh, parry, dodge, dodge thrust. Patang. Um, that's only if you have bad stuff. Um, which that is something we can go into is that uh, you can, in fact, overspend or underspend. Uh, and that is the only instances of chance that we get into a, this little game here. Uh, it, it basically is good stuff or bad stuff, respectively. Uh, and basically, when chance is a factor or when you take damage, it helps me determine just how bad or good that is. But that usually happens uh, after the auction, uh, unless someone seriously overbids. Um, uh, and that's when you're buying powers and items and whatnot. All right, so I would like everyone to enter their first bid for Warfare. Yeah, Warfare is also leadership and tactics and, like, raw instinct. So mm -hmm. that's very useful in surprise situations. Indeed it is. Okay, I've got all the bids entered in, and the first rank in Warfare is going to be starting at 51. <laughs> all right, somebody just spent, just like, fuck it. <laughs> Somebody indeed was like fuck it. Does anyone wish to uh, take that amount uh, and and be a king among kings and the sword? Does uh, anyone I, wish to have studied the blade? Uh, um, I have a I question. Have a question. Okay, yes? go ahead. So, looking at the abilities, I'm guessing that whatever is left over from the auction, you're free to use to buy abilities. Yeah. Uh, you're you're free to buy powers, uh, shadows, items, uh, a couple of other things. Yeah, so you you uh, it is a good idea to have a remainder. Okay. Yeah. Uh, after the auction. Right. Uh, but you don't have to. All right. And as far as advancement is concerned, is this like a one and done kind of thing? No, or? we are going to have uh, uh, at least a few advancements. Um, I intend to split up this campaign into uh, roughly five books. Uh, in which there might be movements uh, along the way. Um, so there is a way to do this. However, advancement is a very secretive and mysterious process that I will likely be going over in a uh, in a patron-only uh, video uh, yeah. where I basically just walk people through the advancement, and which none of you are allowed to watch. Yeah, it's, um, a, it's, it's a little bit of firing blind. Uh, I'll just say that right now. Firing blind. But anyway, back to the matter at hand first rank for warfare is secretly a 51. Does anyone wish to go over 51? Uh, I want I I wanted clarification. Okay. Apologize. Um, so, in when we generally, after the auction, we're able to buy up stats, um, and that generally puts us at like the, like, rank 3.5, etc. and so on. It doesn't give us to the next rank, it just gets us sort of to the next rank. Do we need yes. to verbally, to get to that next rate, do we need to verbally get there, even though we may not be offering up enough points to overcome the first rank person? That that will be handled privately. You do not have to vocally do it. Okay. Although you are kind of announcing yourself there, Matthew. Uh, um, I'm, I'm, it's part of my thought process. But yeah, no, that'll be happened privately, as will most of the, re the remainder of character generation as far as the mechanics are going mm -hmm. to concern. We'll be handling that over chat over the next few weeks. Um, but in general, I, I, I like to keep things as secret as possible uh, unless you announce yourself. Mm -hmm. um, uh, but anyway, so back to the question at hand. Does anyone wish to go over for 51? Going once. Going three times, old to the mystery rank one with fifty-one points. That's a that's a wow. spicy meatball. Real yeah, that's going to be real interesting. Ooh. That's crazy. All right, so and I have the array, and I'll be uh, building a rank structure uh, that will uh, represent all of this. Um, I, After, of course, we do this, any any secret bidding. Um, question: um, Who announced for the who announced for the highest rank of Psyche? Because that was verbal. You two have paid attention to. Yeah, I was taking notes. I hate you all. It's public knowledge. <laughs> we know this. 
Okay, fine. Welcome to Amber, Matthew. All right, fine, fine, <laughs> fine. Uh, yeah, this is this is a game of quick wits and uh, ferreting out secrets and and whatnot. So you have to be on your toes, and I I try and implement that in uh, in the running of the game as well. Um, so let that be a lesson to you. Um, all right. So with that out of the way, uh, obviously character creation isn't done. We'll be talking about that in private. But I wanted to go ahead and go over the first step of character ties. As I mentioned, every character uh, is going to have a friend and an enemy amongst the other PCs. Uh, now, the friend, that can be as cordial or as passionate as you like. I don't give a shit about kissing cousins. Um, so that's, that's available to you if you like, totally up to you. Uh, but I do want to say that your enemy, you should really fucking hate this person. Uh, we will go over, uh, once we determine who has everyone's enemy is, a few instances where the line got crossed, uh, and, and something that, that truly sticks in your memory, uh, and in the memory of your fellows as something that just made you wince and go, ooh, that was probably a little bit too far. Uh, so I'm going to go ahead and once again, going in alphabetical order, um, Amy, uh, have you decided on who your friend is? Yes. I'm, uh, I've got, uh, Cammy. And that is Kelly's character. Yes. Yes. So Kelly's character, um, Camila. Mm -hmm. Just check Camilla. Yeah. 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 Camilla. Um, and so she's my bestie. And then I think. Oh, that's right. Max is my least favorite cousin. All right. Max is your least favorite cousin. That is Max played by Brian. All right. Going uh, to Brian. Uh, Brian, uh, have you decided who your friend is going to be? Um, I, I mean, th This is something to discuss right now if you haven't figured it out. Right. So, Matt, I believe I think we talked about that. Yeah. Um, I am totally down if you want to be... Uh, Lachlan's friend. Um, we have to establish sort of the idea of what that relationship is like. What What do you admire about Lachlan, and or what What do you want to him to be? Why are you friends with him? Because I I'm not against mutual, but I also think it'd be interesting to, to also you be his friend, but him not necessarily be your friend too. So I'm still trying to figure that out. Okay, so the way that I had kind of always seen the the way that I had been thinking about the dynamic was uh, very um, you're the Dante to my Randall, the the uh, the Kumar to my Harold. Um, not that Max is necessarily like that level of over the top, but that kind of gives you the idea of you know um, Max might uh, kind of help lock live a little yeah, uh, yeah. kind of keeps max from going way off the deep end with whatever dumb shit he might be capturing. um i i could be down with that i could see lock least lachlan tolerating that if not appreciating that because of your newness like your innocence and your sort of rambunctious spirit because that kind of resides within the character too it's just there's stuff on top of that so Okay, so you guys want to? Are you guys down with being mutual friends? Um, yeah, let's go ahead. I know that's gonna put us against the girls. <laughs> I have we'll to see, say, Brian. That was the best beginning of a bromance letter I'd ever heard. Yeah, <laughs> fantastic. All right, and uh, Brian, uh, I know Amy is your enemy. Is that going to be a mutual affair? Oh yes. <laughs> okay, fantastic. All right, so we've got that little. Tr We've got that locked in a little bit. Uh, now let's go to Kelly. Kelly, uh, is uh, your a relationship with Amy's character mutual? Yes, or are you it friends? Is. Okay, so you are true besties. And what about your enemy? Uh, I believe Joey. We mentioned that. Yep, we are we are enemies. We haven't decided. I don't think exactly how yet, but okay, we we can discuss that. Uh, so that's going to be a okay. So you, you Joey is your enemy. Uh, all right, fantastic. Okay, and Jaeger, let's uh, let's talk about who's this sullen son of a bitch's friend. Um, the I don't know friend. if he's sullen actually. I don't know much about the personality as of yet. No, he he's not he's not sullen. No, he um, I, I'm actually kind of um, imagining, and I can't remember the character's name, but the leader of the tribe that uh, in the Conan movie, you know, Conan, what is best in life? 
I kind okay. of imagining. It's a bit more boisterous and, and, and sort of macho. Yeah, he's he'll fight, but he also still likes to have fun. Um, okay. I oddly enough, I was thinking um, as a, a kind of um, uh, complimentary juxtaposition type thing. Maybe someone who's more of the the courtly type. Um, but I was also flipping through the descriptions, and you know, my one of my initial thoughts was possibly Max, but then I was also thinking of Imogen as well for a friend. Because um, I could, I could see, I could potentially see him like, "Wow, you got kicked out of here. That's pretty awesome." <laughs> yeah, like actually, that. I That's I see fun. Bodichin and Imogen getting along smashingly. If yeah. plus the names kind of sound like a thing, like yeah, really portmanteau the shit out of that. Yeah. I'd um, like to point out that Cammy and I are always looking for new besties, though. I mean, <laughs> you can always join oh, no. the cool kid club. Uh, I think. Um, Joey, if you're okay with it, I think I might go with uh, him. I don't know if you want to reciprocate or not, but I, from his perspective, just the fact that you got kicked out of Amber for a couple hundred years, that's awesome. He, okay, right, he, he so. actually admires that, and he's 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 okay with that. You pissed right, him off. So, that's fantastic. So, so Imogen is is uh, Budichin's friend, all right? And uh, yep. Joey, uh, I, would that be a mutual uh, sort of respect? Yeah, I think so. Um, Imogen doesn't actually have a friend yet, so that would work out. She also would need somebody to kind of be her eyes and ears in the court when she's away from it. So if you want to play that part for her, that yes. would work out really well. That yeah, I can, probably I, work can, out. I can definitely go with that. And he would probably would have visited you many times during those 200 years as well. Whatever whatever shadow you went through, I'm sure he probably had a trump of you to to keep in touch with. Okay. One of my and, trumps. All right. And <laughs> You're Joey, not the so... only trump artist. And I believe, as we discussed, uh, the the mutual uh, hate uh, between uh, Kelly's character and Joey's character is a thing. Yes. Yes. Uh, okay. What's what's the what's the what's the the core of that hate? If you don't mm. mind me asking. Well, she got kicked out of Amber. I can't understand why anybody would ever want to leave this fantastic place. <laughs> Amy's got a good point. We didn't cover my enemy. Oh, that's true. We didn't cover your enemy. I'm sorry. Um... Uh, Bordichin's enemy is going to be Locke. Um, oh, okay. I like the idea that Matthew and I were kind of going over earlier, that there was um, something that they were working together on, maybe uh, a transfer of an item of some sort. Yeah. And Locke, um, basically, whether it was his intention or not, he he left Bordichin, uh basically holding the hot potato. Mm-hmm. And it probably got him in trouble big time. Maybe it almost got him killed. But either way, um, Bort held a grudge against it, and then later on, he decided – well, he decided that it was intentional, whether it was or not. And then he went to get revenge on Locke at some point later on, perhaps maybe you know, sinking a ship or two of his. Interesting. Yeah, I'm thinking you really screwed with some of my fleets, and that like cemented the rivalry between us. Like, I was going to be cool with it. I'm like, he apologized, but then you decided to do stuff about it, and then he's like, nope. Okay. All right. So that, that leads into Matthew. So uh, the, the mutual friendship between Max and Locke is a thing, and apparently it looks like the mutual yep. hatred of Bodichin and Locke is a thing as well. Yep. And okay, well, that, that sort of – that's an interesting web, uh, and there's there's room for, for alliances and betrayals and, and switching of sides. I, I like it. I think it's very good. Um, all right. So let's let's just kind of go a little bit deeper into that. Um, oh, who's so, Imogen's? Uh, yeah, who's Imogen's? Oh, Imogen's it's Imogen. Cammy. We went over it. Okay, it's Cammy. Yeah. Okay. It's Cammy. All right. So let's uh, let's go back since since we just talked about that. Imogen and Cammy. Uh, what are do you think are a few key instances of just what really makes this hatred live for you? I mean, Cammy's kind of a spoiled pet, isn't she? Like, oh yeah, and she's also new to the court in Amber, so it's just like. This is the best thing. Obviously, you are ungrateful and can't appreciate this, so you don't deserve it. So, like, active talking down to her, like, in court, like, maybe at that time that you embarrassed her in court, something along those lines? I mean, Imogen is, is kind of, I mean, Kane, when he was at court and Imogen was not, kind of poisoned the court against her. Like, she's mm-hmm. a bad seed. So I, I'm assuming that can be bought into that, like, hook, line, and sinker. Mm-hmm. So. I, I was going to make the suggestion of why not she basically be the re- part of the reason. Like, she legitimately helped. Maybe she helped Oh, helped spread the rumors? Yeah. 
Okay. It's a mother's daughter. Uh, okay, I like that. Actual, like actual being a gossip monger and and sort of played into whatever Kane had going on and whatever reason there was bad blood. That's um, gonna change what Kelly said, though, if I heard that right, because Kelly said she's kind of new to court, but Imogene had been kicked out a long time ago. Time is weird, isn't it? Um, I mean, when she says new, new could be like the last hundred years. Yeah, yeah. Um, which this all could have gone down, um, and I think that fits into the general timeline that I've been I've been plotting out. Uh, but um, okay, so that's that's definitely a specific thing that Cammy would have done. Um, would there be of anything that Imogen specifically would have done, either in response to that or just in general, that would have gotten under Cammy's skin? Kelly, do you have any ideas? Oh man, anytime you humiliate, uh, you make fun of, you do your own rumors, or truth, probably the truth. <laughs> um, let me think. Like ferreted out a scandalous love affair. Oh, yeah, she would absolutely, probably confronting you with any kind of truth. That would definitely do it. Okay. All right, so going behind the artifice. All right, okay, so I think I have a good idea. This is this is this is a very a very mean girls with knives kind of relationship I'm seeing. Um, all right, and so we've talked about uh, anything further, any specifics between uh, Locke and Vodishin? Um, yeah, I think they were because, definitely. Oh, go ahead. I just we, we've tried. We, we kind of have a good pattern, but I was wondering if we had like one or two specific instances of of where this has gone. Well, it was probably a situation of Locke set a trade up and probably asked you for help. It was like, hey, I need somebody to watch my back. It'll be cool. It'll be fine. And then I come screaming out of, like Indiana Jones, I come screaming out of the temple uh, with a thing in my hand and you're just left, like, he hands you a thing and runs off. <laughs> I like this. Yeah. Okay, so then Indiana like Jones... Okay, so what? Uh, and then there was some sinking of fleets and whatnot. Um, and yeah, yeah. So later, I, I that going along with that, it sounds like what would work well is he basically had to fight for his life to um, get away from there, and and you just like GTFO'd, mm-hmm. and um, late, you know, there was anger, animosity for a while. Locke apologized, but then Bort was planning all this time and found a way to sink a couple ships of his fleet. Mm-hmm. And after that, there's probably been multiple instances where we've tried to kill each other. Yeah. Um. He would have. I wouldn't say he tried to kill you, but he definitely inconveniences the crap out of you. Like stuff went missing. Um. Contacts that you were supposed to meet didn't show up on time, or they weren't there at all. Stuff like that. Good point. Question then on that, Scott. Um. Mm-hmm. Will because random is king. Right. Yes. And it starts off. Did he basically institute a similar kind of idea like Oberon, whereas a fratricide will not take the throne type of deal? That is that is absolutely. In fact, all all of the elders have basically expressed uh, the the um, at least publicly uh, that uh, they will not look kindly on murder between the family. Okay, so uh, taking out someone's eyes would be okay, but. <laughs> I mean that 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 specifically might have a little bit of like uh, some 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 repercussions. A sting. Yeah, a little bit of a little bit of sting, um, and you know that's already been done. So no killing. But, try not to take other people's so limbs. So last off. season. Yeah, and, and a, a, a limb is probably the extent of reasonableness. Yeah, um, yeah. Lachlan would have gotten pissed at you because if you sank the ship, you also killed the crew. Which ah, there's shadows. <laughs> Oh, that's uh, okay. Sure, we'll, we'll we'll go. That's perfect. Just keep that right there. <laughs> all right. Okay. So the, all right. All right. And uh, Max and uh, sorry, what, Amy's what's your character's name? Valencia. So, Max and yeah. Valencia. Let's let's so, let's dig into this hatred. I've always pictured that Val was one of the older um, of this generation. She's not constantly in amber, but she's been there a little bit longer, so she was established. She may have helped spread certain, you know, um, rumors as well about other female mem- members of the family. Um, but hit her, hit her involvement just a little bit. Yes, better. just more so. Um, and then we have this young guy come in. 
and he looks like he could have been kind of, you know, nice, useful, something. We haven't, I don't think we quite decided what happened exactly, but they just soured a misinterpretation of some sort of custom. He wore the wrong colors when everybody was wearing something else, and it's just petty on my behalf. I'll admit it. Okay. So petty, petty hatred based off fashion is what, what kind of started this. Brian, do you have any input? Started it. Right. So I'm guessing it started because Max being a relatively new fixture here. Um, I mean, unless somebody wants to take the claim to being the newest, I'm totally okay being the uh, the consummate noob. Okay. Um, probably showed up to some social events. Um like you said, just dressed the wrong way, using the wrong mannerisms, you know, just kind of acting like a bumpkin a little bit. I mean, he's from Shadow. He's a noble from Shadow, but he's still a little backwater. Okay. Um, so what was originally intended as a kind of kind, courtly gesture was met with offense. And Disdain. Max was, yeah, and Max was like, <laughs> well, I know what gets on your nerves now. <laughs> I'm gonna start doing it on purpose. Just piss fuck you. Um, so I'm guessing that the thing is, there's any number of things that Val could have done to get back at Max. Um, specifically, Max is very attached to his home shadow, so any kind of maneuver against it or any kind of violence against that would have been interpreted as a pretty grave personal assaults. There so would have little... been some sort of passive-aggressive ridicule of a certain hometown, as in we might... I'm trying to come up with a, a real-world example. I could make something seem like it was going to be a, you know, a Japanese-styled party, but no, it's really Chinese. You came in that? Oh my goodness, you got the wrong interpretation from this. Um, okay, uh, but uh, I mean, w would that sort of manipulation of of shadow would that be out of favor, out of character for for Val? Like, would she like maybe have burned a village or something, or had a village burned? My God, I would not have done anything that gauche. No, if okay. that if that happened, it would have been you know, miles down the road of command for me. Maybe uh, somebody heard me say something like that, and then some little second ran off and did it and told someone else to do it, but I would never stoop so low as to actually hold a torch. Just okay. bitter rumors. I, I was just going to say that she had someone paint his like hometown red or yellow or something, and that would have been funny. But <laughs> I like that too. <laughs> All right, and any any okay that 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 there's enough deniability and whatnot, but something bad happened in his home shadow that that he's pretty sure can be traced back to you. Uh, anything specific or anything extravagant in retaliation to that sort of thing, Brian? Um, so I mean, I'm gonna have to have a little bit of insight apart from just insulting her at parties. Um, so I, one of the things that we talked about is Max actually getting real buddy buddy with Gerard. Oh, oh right, yeah. I remember that. Oh, now. that's perfect. Oh my gosh. I'm sorry, work starting has really fried my brain, so I had forgotten some of that. That was good. I liked that. He gets in real good with my dad, and my dad's like, why don't you like that guy? You know, <laughs> that one Max, he's real big, he's strong. We went out drinking last night. He's a good kid. Because Val likes her dad, right? Oh, she adores him. Oh, so that that stings having to have, have that dad. Would be a, that was not I remember that part now. That's right. That was another, dad, you right. don't understand. All right, I like that. I like that. Okay, all right. I think I have a good idea of like where all these relationships have come from. And, and just on the other end of the spectrum, is there anything specific uh, for your friends that that really endears you? Like any one of one event that might crystallize why you feel the way you feel about your friend. Uh, so let's go back to um, let's go back to Joey. Um, Anything specific towards Bodishin, uh and, and mutually uh, that that really crystallizes why you feel that way? Um, 
I have an idea, but I don't know how much of the backstory regarding my character you want the other players to know. That is up to you. Um, uh, I think I know a little bit about what you're talking about. Um, so if I, I, I think we'll, we'll leave it at there was some intrigue, and I can we can talk to, to Jaeger privately about that. Okay. To see how he was involved in all of that. Okay. Uh, but we can we can talk about that privately because that okay. is indeed a fairly big secret. Yes, it is. <laughs> um, but yeah, that. So yeah, you guys probably probably did something in secret that had some fairly important uh, repercussions that we can talk about that would have really cemented the relationship. Uh, what about Val and Cami? Anything specific in your in your history that 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 causes this bestie? Well, I can definitely see since she's been at court all longer, because I don't think she's the baby of the new group, but she's definitely not as experienced and maybe have been here a little bit longer than Brian's character, uh, that her basically giving her some spotlight would definitely have in- endeared her. Okay, all right. So besides adoring my daddy, I also adore certain other elders, including Flora. So when Flora's beautiful golden little daughter appeared in court, I, of course, had to swoop in and pick her up. Gotcha. That sounds good. And what about Max and Locke? Max and Locke. Interesting. So if you're close to Gerard, that's probably where we met because he's kind of a seafaring guy. And so was Gerard, I believe, is still the admiral of the Amber Navy. He he, uh, he does absolutely tend to be. Uh, he he is in charge of the the, the fleets. Uh, it, it is to be noted that Kane is traditionally also in that role, uh, but he hasn't been he hasn't been seen in favor uh, or trusted with the ships, and sometimes it's not yeah. entirely clear why. Yeah. So that's probably where we met, and we probably I go ahead. Uh, I have an idea regarding that because okay. because Max has been really buddy buddy with Gerard and they've been kind of you know going out and having a good old time of things. Uh, it's very possible that uh, Gerard actually introduced this. Mm. Uh, if you're involved with the fleet, he's just like, yeah, here's here's my dude, uh, here's my dude Locke, um, and you know, I'm on an adventure. I'm just having a great time of this whole thing, and I guess maybe Locke could have been like. This dude's adorable. <laughs> yeah, well, absolutely. I think that's what cements it is like as he so- interacted with, he was probably like, I'm shipping out to go do this thing. Do you want to come with me? You're new to everything and you just got your, you just got pattern, right? So let's go mm-hmm. do pattern stuff and I'll show you the shadow. And oh, hell yeah. That's you, great. You went on an adventure with him and you realized, wow, Locke's actually kind of a, he's a bit gruff. Yeah, he's a little rough around the edges, but he's got a lot of, you got a decent amount of experience and he's, Kind of, a, he's an adventurer at heart. He loves seeing new things. And I think that's probably what you think he's a lot of fun and he likes you because you're so sort of open and free and you don't have the weight of the world, the weight of the world on his shoulders type of situation. And I'm going to add a little spice to this. Uh, the, this, this particular adventure went pretty deep out into shadow. Um, uh, maybe closer to the chaos end of things than is normal. Uh, and uh, I will say that a shadow storm, uh, you came upon a shadow storm and you really had to work together with your, your powers over pattern uh, to, to weather that storm. And that, that really cemented uh, because that's, that's one of the things that a, a, ch- a child of Amber has to truly struggle against is the forces of chaos and, and the big metaphysical Wuji and a shadow storm is no goddamn joke. Mm-hmm. So I see like the two of you coming out of that, like arms class. Actually, I have even, even slightly cooler. Let's go, let's go a little more seafarer with it. Our, the storm wrecked our ship and we did the whole, we're stranded out in the middle of nowhere type of situation that we had to slowly make our, our way all the way back. Um, uh, uh, How's that sound to you, uh, Brian? I fucking love it. Cool, I dig I it. Wanna, right. I want to add one extra little layer to all this. Mm-hmm. Matt and I had been tossing around the idea of our characters being friends. Mm-hmm. So before your journey, we were friends. You could have met that way, <laughs> and I was like, "Oh, he's kind of that cute little dorky guy. Dad likes him. Okay, that's cool." Then you come back from this, and your buddies with Max, and I'm like, "Oh no, come on." <laughs> <laughs> So, oh, hell no, you just can't have anything. Uh, but yeah, so, um, so yeah, right, okay. why I really don't like Max, you take my things. 
I, I totally am down with that, but we, but it's like, you just feel disappointed in me. Like, that's how you feel towards me. It's not like you hate me. It's just, really? No, no. In fact, I still like you enough that I think you could come back. (laughs) I I was going to say for extra spice, pretty much exactly what you said. Like, you guys are actually still cool. And, uh, like, this whole conflict is probably baffling as shit to both Locke and Cammy. <laughs> I like it. I like it a lot. All right, so now that we have have a really good idea of, like, how you guys feel about each other, um, well, let's let's go one, one, one more layer. Um, people who aren't directly tied to one another, either by friendship or hatred. How does how do you feel about the other about the the, the other people? Let's let's just go down the list again. Amy, how do you feel about people who aren't Max um, or Amy? Vortichin is interesting because he is the son of someone who is gone. Therefore, I don't know anything about his parent and and my slight idolization of some Amberites. That sounds interesting to me. I might get to try and know him better to see what he knows about his dad. Um, mm-hmm. I'm probably going to, I know I've been saying it wrong. Is it Imogen or Imogen? Imogen. I'm not sure what to think about you. Mostly because your, your dad is Cain. You've had some outsiderness to you. You're a wild card to me. I could really see you. And of course, I didn't supply any of those rumors all so long ago, but, um, she's, a, she would be a wild card to me. And I think, that because we just talked about Matt, so okay, yeah, we that talked about Matt. All right, so Brian, how do you feel about people who aren't uh, Val or Locke? Okay, so the character that I know the least about is actually Imogen. Um, that's me as a player. So, what's she like? Um, so that's actually kind of by design, um, because she's been away away from court for so long. Um, she's supposed to be kind of a mystery unless you are one of the older characters. Um, so mostly all you would have heard from the court is that she was a bad apple and Cain removed her from court because she was a bad apple and she was a bad influence and he yeah. didn't want her around. But now Cain is out of favor and she's been invited back, like actively invited back. Okay. Uh, with that being said, so Max being the naturally curious soul that he is, he's probably, he's probably been up your ass asking all kinds of questions. <laughs> Where have you been? What's it like? What kind of shadows have you seen? Probably a little bit annoying. Mm-hmm. Um, as for, um, Bordichin, um, probably kind of like, I'm not sure how I feel about you because, you know, my buddy Locke over here says you're kind of a bad apple, but you're also really impressive and totally badass to Max. One of the things you would also know is um, just about every single official function or party or whatever that he attends, he's always wearing this snow white, moonlight white um, hide of some animal. He any any official functions, he always wears that. Right. So that probably colors your opinion in some way or another. Dude, style. <laughs> Okay, that's um, interesting. And as for Cammy, like, I feel like, and this is this is totally up to you, Kelly. But like, my my instinct is, if I weren't such good buddies with Locke, I'd probably be good buddies with you because I feel like we're the new people that the new the new dudes uh, have a similar kind of bon vivant sort of nature. We're thrown in the deep end. We're we're not quite sure who to trust yet. We can always trust me, right? Of <laughs> and you can always party. Like it's always it's always a good time. Yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. Okay. Fa- right, that's, fa- that's, very that's fair a, weather friends situation. That's, that's a cautious but generally a, a positive uh, relationship. Uh, Kelly, how do you, you feel about people who are not Imogen or or Val? What do you mean, people who aren't Val? <laughs> no. I know, right? <laughs> I'm totally not looking at the list that everybody has created about their character. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see. Uh, again, like I said, kind of new to Amber. So I, I feel like she would still be kind of weighing her options when it comes to the rest of them. Uh, mostly potentially useful, potentially useful, 
useful but too dangerous to get to know. Um, like Locke could be an interesting person to get to know. Uh, Maximilian is is newer than me, so of course I have an interest in coloring that. And I don't think she really knows what to make of Bordichin yet. So she's just kind of has him in a wild card slot. Okay. All right, Jaeger. Uh, so people who are not Locke or Imogen, how do you feel about them? Let's see. Um, Max is the son of Julian, correct? They probably, that or makes sense. There's, there's, yeah, Julian, there's good Julian, ties between Julian and Max. Yeah, uh, Julian has not officially claimed him. Um, but he brought him to Amber. I would imagine that um, Bortichin would have would probably be on friendly terms with Julian because of uh, Morganstern and Julian being a kind of horseman, so is Bortichin. Um, and by extension, then he would probably, despite his um, terrible choice in company, otherwise he would um, probably be okay disposed towards Maximilian. Um, let's see here. Val is Amy's character. Um, it's probably mostly neutral with regards to her. Um, she's, she's fancy and, you know, that's fine. It has its place. She hasn't like <laughs> stepped on his toes or anything like that. Um, Camilla, oh boy, daughter of Flora, really fancy aunt. Um, probably in a similar situation as Val. Um, hasn't done, neither of them have done anything to really um, torque him off or anything. So he's, okay, yeah, sure, let him do their thing. Um, Locke, we've been over, and Immigan, we've been over, so. Okay. Uh, Joey, how do you feel about people who are not Cami or Bordishan? Um, probably with Max, because he's so new to court, she's probably looking at him going, they haven't got their hooks into him yet, so he could actually be saved, I guess, (laughs) is the best way to put it. Um, with Val, uh, (laughs) with Val, she's probably not going to trust her at all. She's, she's been part of court too long. Seems reasonable to me. Yeah. Um. I guess so with Lachlan, she's probably going to be fairly neutral until she sees more of him because there's a possibility he could go the way of her father or he could, he could fall along a better line. She's going to have to feel him out a little bit more. And, yeah. I, I think our, our, our mutual experience is pretty, uh, very, uh, very infrequent just because you've been gone and he travels a lot. Yeah, okay. probably. All right. Uh, Matthew, how do you feel about people who are uh, not Bordishan or... Uh... Maxi! Yeah. Uh, um, Camellia, lovely, but shallow. Um, way too sort of underexperienced in his mind. Like, you need to get out and see things. There's more to life than this place. Um, Imogene, sympathetic to her plight. Like, understands that the court can be treacherous and that's why he doesn't stay around. So he actually kind of likes her in the sense of, I hope thing, I th- hope we can be friends. Like, and I can understand why you do, why you were probably exiled. And I just probably was a bum rap. Probably. <laughs> um, and Val still very, tries to be kind to her, tries to be polite. Um, but starting to see that she's very particular and prickly. Um, and is like, oh, oh, I got you kind of wrong. Mm, okay, well, let's just keep going down that road. All right. Uh, okay, that sounds interesting. So with all that taken care of, um, let's. I would just want a general timeline of like who's been around. Uh, so it, it sounds like Max is probably the youngest in court, uh, followed by Cammy. Um, the rest of you, but ha- who who wants to be around the old the, the longest? Let's, let's start. By- it sounds like Imogen and I have been around probably the longest, okay. maybe almost even in time. Mm-hmm. Um, 
I, I could see Bordishan being around for a while, given... I, I kind of got that feel, yeah. So he could have been the... Yeah, it could have been Amy, uh, it could have been Valencia, Imogen, and then very shortly after, Bordichin, and then me. Yeah, okay. All right. And obviously time is weird. Uh, I mean, Amber, Amber's time is, is pretty static, but in relation to Shadow, it can get very strange. But that seems to be a general timeline uh, that, that makes sense, um, given what I know about all of you that the rest of you don't. Um, so yeah, I think that pretty much puts us in a, in a spot. Um, Did we all come here after Patternfall? Yes, you all came here after Patternfall. You might have been, been exist. And I know, I think everyone was born after Patternfall, uh, except for, I believe, Bordishan because Ganesh is weird. Yeah. Um, but you, you weren't exposed to Amber until after Patternfall. Well, um, Locke was not born after Patternfall. Oh, that's right. Yes, yeah. he's north uh, of the he, he was born before or sometime maybe even during Patternfall, but he did not show up till well after. So wherever his situation was, because he had actually no, something that everyone would know because it's very public, no elder brought him to Amber. He just showed up. Um, And, and it was Luella of Rebmud that sponsored him that said, no, I back his claim as an, a Prince of Amber, let him walk the pattern, and he did, and he survived. So that legitimized that he's either lying about his who his parents are, or but he definitely has Amber blood in him. Okay. Um, so a few notes. Obviously, we're going to handle the rest of character creation in private, um, but I something I want to put into everyone's head uh, is that for the sake of the campaign, it would be interesting, I won't say good or bad, to for everyone to have at least one personal shadow uh, that they uh, have spent time in and sort of made their own. Um, you know, shadows are cheap as far as the system goes. Uh, they, they can be ridiculously cheap or slightly, slightly big items. Um, but I do recommend that that's something that you consider when we're spending your points. Okay. Um, and the second thing that I want to, to sort of set the stage for our first game uh, is that um, Random, in recent years, has been in kind of a mood, uh, and it's the kind of the mood, a kind of mood that many of the elders, uh, should you be in contact with them, say that Oberon got in every now and then, and that he just doesn't want to see any of your faces, um, and he's made it very clear to just sh- don't be here. Um, Who like, is this again? Random. The king. The king. Um, and he's the king, and he has ways of making your life miserable um, that uh, seemingly others do not. Uh, so as of game start, uh, none of you will be in Amber. Uh, you'll be off in shadow, either your personal shadow or wandering, um, but you will basically receive a message uh, that random random wants everyone back in town. Uh, it's one of these things that he does every couple of decades. He wants a big family meeting. Uh, he wants everyone to be in Amber for roughly a fortnight. There'll be balls and banquets and hunts and private dinners and all sorts of things. But he, it seems his mood is over, and he wants everyone to wrap up their business and make their way back into the Eternal City. And that is what I want you to have in your head as we go into next game. I want to thank everyone for showing up and going through this interesting process. I think we've got a really interesting group of characters and interrelationships. Uh, and uh, to our listeners, once again, this is probably one of the last time that we're going to be talking out of play on this podcast. We might have a table talk session here and there just to sort of talk about how the game is going. Uh, but uh, we hope that you enjoy the story that is about to be unfolded for you. And that's where we'll leave the story for now. Throne of Amber will return in two weeks for the next chapter. Throne of Amber is a production of Simulacra Studios. If you'd like to support the show, 
please visit our Patreon at www.patreon.com slash simulacrastudios. Our patrons receive a whole shadow's worth of supplemental and behind-the-scenes content for all of our other campaigns. If you have questions, feedback, or just want to say hi, you can contact us at SimulacraRPGs on Twitter. We here at Simulacra Studios and Throne of Amber love fan art. If we've inspired you to create any, please tweet it our way, and it will likely end up in the illustrated version of this show. While you're waiting for the next chapter, the cast of Throne of Amber have some excellent projects that we'd love for you to check out. Kelly and I co-host a podcast about women in gaming called the Glitter Dice Podcast. You can find it on your favorite podcatcher, or you can visit us on GlitterDice.com. If you are interested in hearing more about role-playing games, you can find Scott and I, as well as our good friend Ryan, on the Polyhedron Podcast, where we dig deep into role-playing news, discussion, and hold interviews with gaming industry professionals. You can find it anywhere podcasts are distributed, and check out our Patreon at patreon.com polyhedron. Links to those and other exciting projects will be in the show notes. Please check them out. In the meantime, from all of us at Throne of Amber and Simulacra Studios, we'll see you in the shadows.